The Dancepreneuring Studio, Session 7. The Choreography of Conversation. Five, six, seven, eight. Everyone and welcome to the Dancepreneuring Studio. I am Annette Bone, and this is the place where dance inspires life and business. We will be bringing you some of the best and creative minds who are connected to the art of dance, and they will be sharing their stories, ideas, strategies, and tactics to move your life and business forward. Thank you so much for joining me. Hi, this is Mike Kim from the Brand You Podcast as featured on Entrepreneur, and you are listening to a session of the Dancepreneuring Studio, where dance inspires life and business with your host, Annette Bone. I need to take a moment to thank you so much for the comments and feedback that I've gotten on this podcast. And my goal is to continue improving it. So whether the comments are positive or negative, I really do appreciate the time that you've taken to give me some feedback. And I want to give a shout out to, first of all, Tyler Critelli, who, if you haven't listened to his session, his session is number 002, How Being Flexible Can Help You Succeed. And I would encourage you to listen to that and uh, if you haven't already. So anyway, thank you, Tyler, for your positive feedback on iTunes. And then also I got feedback from the username is Asil Sales, I think. And thank you so much for taking the time to give me feedback on iTunes as well. It's profitable to be skillful and wise. Welcome to this week's Step to Success. A step to your success is anything that moves your life and business forward. Whether it's an app, a book, or an idea, you can apply something today that will help you succeed. Thanks to technology, our conversations don't necessarily have to happen in person or just on the phone. This week's step to success is the online meeting platform called Zoom, Z-O-O-M, and you can find the link in the show notes at annettebone.com forward slash 007. And Zoom is an online meeting platform, as I've talked about, and it incorporates audio, video, and screen sharing. The basic plan is free, and you can have up to 25 participants. The one-on-one meetings are unlimited. There's an unlimited number of meetings you can have, even with the free basic plan. Um, You are limited to 40 minutes per meeting, but I think that's a good timeline anyway for meetings. That's I think that's the max meetings should be, personally. But anyway, um, I love this platform because it's very easy to use. It's the one that I've been using mostly now. I've used different platforms and each one has its advantages and disadvantages. This one right now I like the best. So if you go to the show notes or go to zoom.us, you can find out more information. And now, Life and Business Connect with the Dancer's Dialect. The Dancer's Dialect is the dancer's language. I'm going to share dance terminology across different genres so you can see the correlations in your life and in your business. The word for today in the dancer's dialect is stance. 
in dance, stance refers to a dancer's posture, their body positioning or their body placement. It takes into account bodily, physiological, anatomical, mental or general attitude issues about how the dancer wants to project herself or himself. And also it depends on the technique, the dance style that the word is used because, for example, in ballet, the stance would be different than the stance needed for hip hop or for dance hall. Speaking of dance hall, I took a dance hall class last night after not taking this particular style in quite a while. And I find this technique very interesting. The stance that's required is very grounded, yet it requires you to be light on your feet. So there's this opposing quality that's needed to do the style effectively. And the subtleties that this style requires is very difficult. Actually, the the movements don't seem like they would be that difficult. And especially since I take other technique classes, but it's a very different feel in my body. And I was actually getting quite frustrated because I wasn't getting the qualities and the textures that the style required. And so Again, stance in whatever style you're doing of dance is really, really important. For ballet, everything is upright, it's elongated, the neck is elongated, and there's a definite use of space and posture that is required for ballet as opposed to hip-hop where there's a lot more freedom, it's a lot more grounded, the neck can be forward, the body can be curved, the spine can be curved. So it just depends on what style you're doing and to be familiar with the stance that is required to do those styles well. My question to you is, what is your stance as it applies to conversations? Of course, that's going to depend on the situation and the conversation, but your stance can always come from a place of love and service so that the person or people that you are talking to feel better after leaving your presence. People don't remember what you say. They remember how you made them feel. Now that you're warmed up, get ready to go full out with our feature presentation. We've all had our share of bad conversations, which for me, make the good, meaningful conversations stand out that much more. And there's, I really appreciate when I have these good, meaningful conversations and these experiences and I have to say that I'm not the best at the, the small talk. And I realize that in certain situations that's necessary, but I really like getting into the deeper, more meaningful conversations on different topics. And I love to hear people's take on certain things. And especially if their opinions and values are different from mine, I always feel like there's something that I can learn from someone and that there's always something that someone is superior to you, to you not better. And it's not saying that they're a better person, but there's always something you can learn from someone else's background and their experience. So I really do appreciate the deeper conversations that I get to have with different types of people. It's always interesting when you ask someone how they're doing and the answers that you're given. And depending on the situation where you're at, it could be like at your bank or at the grocery store and just asking how someone's doing. And for me, if someone asks me how I'm doing, I always try to phrase it positively whether or not I'm having a good day or not, I really don't feel that I need to affirm the current temporary situation. And that is not to deny that the challenge is going on or that you are having a bad day because we all have them. I would rather focus on the positive because situations are temporary, especially bad situations. They're very temporary. So 
might as well just move on forward and focus on what the good thing that's going to come out of whatever it is. So anyway, that's a whole nother subject. One thing I found is in my interactions and learning how to just be positive and and really affirm people is to affirm them, validate them and encourage them in my conversation. And to me, affirming is being present and being in the moment and being warm and kind and affirming that person and validating them by being compassionate, regardless of whether you agree with their situation or what they're saying, you're validating them as a person. So this is something I've had to work on for a very long time, and I'm still working on. And then also, I always try to be encouraging or solution oriented. So whether that is just listening to them, validating them, that's encouraging to them. Or if I can offer a kind word or advice, if they ask for it, my policy is that I never give unasked for advice because that's what it is. It's unasked for. So I really try to work on that. But if you affirm, validate and encourage a person, I think that you will help them obviously feel better. But it does something for you because you've added value to someone and it could be just a short interaction it's something that I'm constantly working on and constant, and I can definitely get better on. Talking about conversation, my I want to talk a little bit about meetings. Now, I am not a fan of meetings, really. I know that they're necessary and they they have a place in time, but I think there are a lot of meetings that happen that are that are just a waste of time and that really don't have an intentional outcome. And so I want to share some meeting experiences that I have, I currently that that I've had recently and then also that I've that I do get to participate on in on on a regular basis and my favorite types of meetings are ones that don't <laughs> that don't need to take place. Sorry, I just uh, yeah, I'm just not a meeting person, but I like ones that are productive and that are short. And I like the types of meetings where we start off with prayer, regardless of your spiritual beliefs. It just sets the precedent of positivity. So it's just a great way to start a meeting. And the meetings that I do like also that I get to participate in is that each person talks initially before we even get into any business details. We talk about a victory or something great that is happening in our lives at the moment, whether they're business related or not. And it's just great, first of all, to be able to share that. Secondly, it's great to hear all the good things that are happening in other people's lives. And then we get to business and things that need to be discussed for that. And then after we end with prayer requests. So again, regardless of your spiritual beliefs, I just think starting the meeting positively, talking about things that are great and then ending with things that we need prayer or other things for, I think is just a great template to run a meeting. And it, it, this doesn't have to go on for hours. These meetings that I do are usually 30 minutes or less, if that. And we are able to get a lot in in that time. But there's a start time, an end time, a template. There's specific things we do. And it's just great. It's positive. These are my favorite types of meetings. I was uh, recently at some dinner meetings and I really, really loved the way that we did this. We had one moderator and the rule was is that we had one conversation. So whether there was four people or 10 people or 12 people, which they varied, it was one conversation. It was awesome. And this takes care of those dinner meetings and those, 
I've definitely experienced a bunch of them where it's one person that's monopolizing the conversation and there's other people that don't get a chance to talk or they get interrupted. And again, going back to affirming, validating and encouraging, those people don't get a chance to get affirmed or to get validated and encouraged. And I don't think that that's really fair to everyone because you don't know what someone's going to say that's going to add value to you. So it's really important to be able to listen to everyone. So with these dinner meetings with one moderator and one conversation, there were different types of questions posed and some of them were business related and some weren't. And it just lended itself to some really great conversation. Just to give you a few of the questions that were asked, one of them was what is working really well in your business right now and what is it that you're struggling with the most? So that was really helpful to hear the feedback for each person on what they're struggling with. And then affirming, of course, the victories that were currently going on. Another question was, what is something about you that no one knows? And that was interesting. And then another question was, what are you looking forward to the most? And some of the answers ranged from vacations to seeing their families again and that kind of thing. And for me, just to share, one of the things that I'm looking forward to the most is coming at the end of the year and looking at my list of goals and checking off everything. So that there's just like I've talked about before, there's something so gratifying about that. And I'm a checklist type of person anyway. So it just fuels my desire to be organized and to get (laughs) to get things done, which I'm always working on, of course. So it was great conversation and great questions. And I think with this template to have this one moderator or choosing someone to be a moderator at a specific time with the questions I think you could try to do this like even with your family or your friends. It would be really interesting to see how that would work. It doesn't have to be a business meeting and it doesn't have to be anything formal. But I would challenge you to see how does this improve your interactions and your conversations. This dinner meeting format that I'm definitely going to incorporate reminded me of my jazz dance classes where one of the things that we do is we go across the floor. Each person gets to go across the floor one at a time, and they get a chance to do whatever choreography or technical step that is required and demonstrated by the teacher. But again, it's giving a person a chance for them to do one thing that is that just like the one conversation, one question, everybody gets a chance to express themselves. And so it totally reminded me of jazz class where one by one, we get to go across the floor, get our chance to dance and get critiqued if necessary by our teacher. And so it's great. What choreography does great conversation consist of based on what we just discussed? Whether it's a casual conversation or a business meeting, if we did this in a simple eight count dance movement phrase, It would be these following eight steps. Oh, and by the way, if you don't know what a dance movement phrase is, I would refer you to session 001 on how to choreograph your productive day where we talk about the dance movement phrase. These eight steps are as follows. Step one, affirm, validate and encourage the other person regardless if you agree with them or not. Step two, don't interrupt when the other person is talking. Let them finish their train of thought. Step three, don't check your phone while the other person is talking. Step four, if there are challenges to be discussed, be solution oriented. I'm not denying that there aren't challenges and that there are real negative situations, but it is just better to be proactive for solutions as opposed to wallowing in the junk that is going on. Step five, ask questions based on what the other person is talking about, not rehearsing what you want to say next. Step six, See how many sentences you start with the word I, because it shouldn't always be about you, and the words yeah, but, because these could just be excuses. 
Step seven, assess what you need to work on when you are having conversations with others and take action to improve upon those. And step eight, the last impression that you make on that person should be positive and add value to them. Whether it's something simple as a hug or a kind word, they should always feel better after leaving your presence. My question to you is, do you have any conversation tips that you'd like to share that makes for good conversation? If you could go to AnnetteBone.com forward slash 007, where you'll also find the show notes to the session, I would really love to hear your feedback. If you wouldn't mind going over to iTunes or Stitcher Radio, I would consider it a great honor if you could give me a review and I can announce you and give you a shout out on an upcoming session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. And coming up next week in the Dancepreneuring Studio, I have a special guest. I'm so excited to bring him on. And if you would have asked me 10 years ago if I thought I would ever get a chance to talk to this person I would have said, you are crazy. So you'll have to stay tuned. It's going to be a great session. And until then, I pray that you have an exceptional week and more blessings than you can imagine. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening. This has been a session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Find the archives of this show at annettebone.com slash podcast or on iTunes. Contact Annette at annettebone.com. This podcast copyright by AnnetteBone.com and Dancepreneuring.com. All rights reserved. The Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business.